Welcome to Spiritual Changemakers, the podcast that guides you through tough times with practical tools and inspiring stories. I'm Andrea Thomas, your host and the Sacred Transitions Coach. Join us as we hear from spiritual changemakers who have connected with their higher power and overcame adversity. Whether you are navigating a difficult transition or seeking to deepen your spiritual practice, our podcast provides guidance to help you find magic in the change. Come on this journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and transformation with us and unlock your potential to become your best self. Hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome to a new episode of Spiritual Changemakers. I'm so happy for the new guest that we have today, Munir. I have met him in Dubai a few months ago at the Mind Valley event, and his energy is so contagious. He's so hyper <laughs> and so positive and it's the type of person that when you meet, you just want to be around and you just want to talk with. And Munir, it's an impact coach. And what he does, he is what his title says. He impacts uh, other people, companies uh, to show up as their best. Uh, so what we're going to talk a lot about today, um, it's around your mind, the power of your mind. So get ready to have your mind bended <laughs> because you're going to understand a lot of things um, on how can you control your mind instead of uh, your mind being controlled. So welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and have a very empowering, full of energy conversation with you because that's definitely one thing that you're bringing on. No, it's like the energy. Yes. <laughs> that's well, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, so welcome. Thank you. I'm excited you said yes to be on, on this podcast and inspire more people into the world. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I shared a little bit with the audience. What is it that you do and that you are impact coach but you are the best person that can present itself so please tell us a little bit about yourself okay great uh, so i okay. am an impact coach which means i help people to persuade present and perform using mind hacks essentially i teach people how to master the mind and as a result of mastering their mind they can take their performance to a whole nother level they can take other people's performance to a lower level, whether it's coaching, et cetera, or persuade, whether it's getting changes for ourselves or helping to persuade others and then communicate at another level. So that's what a, a mind hack is. Just mind. Everything comes down to how, well, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So today you guys are in for a treat to hear some really practical and amazing tools on how you can master your mind too. And I'm curious, before we go into your story and what got you into this, I would love to ask you, what does spirituality means to you? How do you describe, define spirituality? So I, I think spirituality is, uh, to me, is getting in touch with a higher Purpose. Now, for different people, spirituality can mean a whole number of things. However, when you boil it down to what's the kind of common denominator, it's getting in touch with that higher purpose. For some people, whether it's God, it's the universe, it's the calling, it's getting in touch, feeling guided. When we get in touch with a higher purpose is that North Star that guides you and where you feel pulled towards something. And so spirituality to a lot of people means a lot of different things. It means connecting to many different things. However, that's what it boils down to that connection to that higher purpose, higher calling, higher self. We can call it, someone says, hey, I'm not connected to something else, but I'm connected to myself. There's a connection there. It's that getting in touch 
that connection, that understanding. And that's so to me, that's kind of spirituality in a nutshell. We could go on and on at the very big topic, but it is a big topic and what I hear you saying a lot is connection. So connection with, with your higher self, with something bigger than just your physical self. And I know when I started on my spiritual journey, one of the, the biggest things was to feel the connection and not only with self, but with everything around me, uh, like feeling yeah. as one, this is something that's spirituality helped me with to feel as one with uh, everything nature people animals and it's it's such a different way of living than when you're like oh it's all about me and I'm my self-individual person and it, it, it's separation yeah I would say yeah that of connection and it requires growth like any form of spirituality is a form of growth because whether it's our, what you call it, our higher selves is expanding to being better than who we have been, whether it's to God, whether it's to a higher purpose, all of those are about expansion, growth and growing. So yeah, that's uh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us what got you into the mind hacks, like mind hacks. It's a pretty awesome specific thing to go into and help others master their mind. So I would love to hear what got you into this journey. Great. Okay. So there's a couple of aspects to it. What got me onto the journey and then why I feel it's important. First of all, why mind hacks? Why the mind? I think the, our results in life are a result of our actions. Our actions are a result of our decisions and our decisions really come down to how we think in any given moment. In any given moment, we can go a number of different ways. And so mastering the mind is that determining factor that really determines the long results in our life. How did I get into it? Growing up, I was actually really geeky. I was a really awkward kid growing up. I was, I had, I had, I was bullied a lot. I had glasses that were thicker than Coke bottles. To give you an idea of how, like how bad my eyesight was growing up. If I took off my glasses and I put them on the, someone put on my glasses, they'd see back in time. That's how bad my eyesight And so I had a lot of self-esteem issues. I was bullied by the guys, made fun of by the girls. Even the cat used to sit on me. I was bottom run in the house. And I, I really believe truly, that people were born persuasive. People were born popular. People were born funny. People were born with that charm, charisma, and that I didn't have it. I truly believed that. For a long period in my life, I just thought, this is how I was born. This is how I am. I am unable to change. And it actually the bullying got really bad one day and I came home from, from school and I, I was crying one day and, and my dad, he came to me and he was like, what's wrong? And I just, initially I said nothing. He said, no, tell me what's wrong. And I was like, nothing again. And he pushed and I said, okay, I just had a bad day. And he was, okay, what kind of day would you like to have? What do you want? And I was like, I don't want to be bullied. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to be this. And, and he's like, look, I didn't ask you what you don't want. Mm -hmm. I asked you, what do you want? And the crazy thing is, I truly believe that the right question asked at the right time can have a profound impact on someone's life. And one question can take your focus from looking at this to to a completely different direction. And I was like, like many of us, like we, we focus on what we don't want in life. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't. And as soon as he said, what do you want? And I, I hadn't really thought about it before. Yeah. I was like, what does success look like? I really started to, to think, what do I want? And I, I said, I want to be confident. I want to be able to stand in front of people, make people laugh. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the crazy thing is I never really thought about it, but as soon as I started making an image of 
what do I want to be? That's the moment. That's a turning point for my life. Now, this was not a personal, I didn't go through a personal development program. I didn't go like, no one gave me like a five-step system. They did it? Yeah, I wasn't like on a retreat. I was sitting in my in this house, in my parents' house, and like I, my personal development program was literally I just just asked that question, and over a few years it started to come true because I was like, oh wow, I'd love to be like. At the time, I was watching Eddie Murphy Delirious. I don't know. Have you ever seen that with like a stand-up comedy show like back in the day? Anyhow, really popular stand-up comedy. And I may look like I'm only 18 years old, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up, we just had these VHS videos. We didn't have Netflix. When we watched, I had to watch something again and again. Mm-hmm. And I had this comedy video. And I'd watch it again and I'd be like, that's what I want to be like. I want to be able to stand up in front of an audience and make people laugh from everywhere around the world. That's how it started. Now, obviously, it's evolved and everything, but that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, yeah. I hear you sharing a few th- things there that it all started with the question that your dad. So it wasn't even an outside person because I think a lot of times we are waiting um, for someone farther, because it's harder to to create the shift and the change, especially with yeah. really close family, close friends. So for you, it really started with the question that your dad asked, and it was changing the focus from what you don't want to what you actually want. Right. And then I heard you saying repetition. Yeah. It's we say in Romania, repetition is the mother of learning. Which, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. it showed you, you found an individual, an identity. You found an identity that you wanted yeah. to become like. You're like, and yeah. that's what I want to do. I want to make people laugh. I want to yeah. stand on a scene and make people laugh. Yeah. And what happened afterwards? So this is the thing. And I want to touch on a lot of people talk about the law of attraction and, and yeah. the universe providing you and all of that. And I want to give you, that's one side of looking at it. I want to give you the scientific kind of uh, reason behind it, because that works. What happens in in life is so many people are focused on what they don't want. Now, Andrea, if you said to me, you know what? I want you to come over to my house. We did a great interview. I'm going to cook you whatever you want. Whatever you want. And I will cook it for you. And I go, great, Andrea. You know what? I don't want duck <laughs> you're like what the what's the duck i don't what is what is not duck you're right everything in the whole world is not duck so this is not duck this pattern is not duck everything every the, the whole universe is this big there's a tiny duck that's a duck and everything in the universe is not duck now our mind the challenge is like, for example, right now, your mind is deleting millions of bits of information every single second because it has to survive. Your breathing brain. You're not thinking about it until I mention because your brain deletes it. It's like, this is not important. I don't need to focus on this. So your brain is deleting millions of bits of information every single second. But there's actually a part of our mind that's designed to say, okay, this is important. Pay attention to it. It's called the reticulum activated system fancy name but it's literally the part of your brain that says hey i'm not gonna i I, i'm gonna look out for these things the things that are important as soon as you say i want this your brain stops deleting that information for example if you've ever said i want or maybe the hat that you're wearing as soon as you were like you know what i want to wear a hat now you see it all the time with different people, I'm guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Or Oh, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you said, I want this. You started seeing different women wearing it. Before, it was like, hey, I've never seen a hat like that. Now, you see it everywhere, right? Yeah. It's, it's people that buy a car, they've never seen it on the road. But then as soon as they make the decision, I want this, they see it everywhere. 
Yeah. So the opportunity exists. Every opportunity exists. But as soon as you say, I want this, your brain stops deleting those opportunities and allows you to see it. You say, hey, I, like I said, I know I want to be confident. I want to stand up and be able to make people laugh. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this joke book, this makes people laugh. Oh, this stand-up comedy, this guy is making people laugh. Oh, this. So I start noticing all these opportunities. They already existed. I just started paying attention to them. And, and then I started, again, days, no internet, literally, I, I was a geek. I, I was still am a geek, right? I, I put that video on and I stand in front of the mirror and I'm like, I practice the joke just like he said it. And then I'd be like, I try and do the voice the way he said it, the delivery. And just slowly but surely, you start getting results. And it comes down to getting the clarity of what you want, noticing the opportunities, taking action. And so that's how it slowly started manifesting. But I, again, I was, I was like early teen years. So this wasn't a planned program. This wasn't any sort of, hey, let me do this kind of thing. It was just, hey, let me just. And then I, I picked up a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Because in my head, it was like, how, I would love to be popular. I'd love to have friends. I'd love to not be this solo geeky kid that nobody likes. I'd love to be able to connect with people. And so that's how the journey began. It took me, while you were sharing, it took me to a story I've, I've had in Thailand. When, when I moved to an island, I couldn't drive a regular motorbike because I had a, an accident previously and my right shoulder was partially dislocated and I really needed a motorbike and I'm like, yes. I cannot drive a regular one. There has to be something. There has to exist a motorbike with three wheels. I haven't seen one yet, but I'm yeah. like, there has to be one. And then I started searching for it and I started seeing one and I'm like, oh my God, that's the more, that's exactly the motorbike I want. And it was the first time I haven't seen it before. And I'm like, now I need to find one in a, to rent it. And it yeah. was not easy. I think I drove probably three or four hours around the whole island to find one. But I was so focused and what I told myself, because I was keep seeing them throughout the town and I'm like, they are in my field. They are right here. That means yeah. I'm very close and I'm going to yeah. find it today. Yeah. And I didn't give up until I didn't find it because I, I believed so much. I'm like, it's close. I see it. I see it. It's close. And I found it. So it's, it's so true, like allowing ourselves to, to see the opportunities. And the way we see the opportunities, it comes back to clarity and knowing what is it that you want and focusing on that instead of what you don't want. 100%. 100%. Uh, what, we, what we don't want is infinite. There's, there's too many things. It's one in, in, in an infinite number. But what we want is one out of one. It's very simple. The mind can easily hold on to step one, get clear. Step two, allow those opportunities to come up and then step three is taking action. And, and sometimes, by the way, allowing those opportunities to come up is either just sitting back and noticing or going out and looking for it, depending on how bad you want it. <laughs> amazing, yeah. amazing. So we have a little bit of a science here and I love how you explained that our mind just deletes things, like a lot of things every single second. But when we tell it what we want, is going to hold on on it because we say, this is important. I want this. So pay attention to this. This is what pretty much what it does. Beautiful. And what, what happened next? Because now you're like, you're helping companies, you're helping individuals. You are doing this all over the world. You have spoken over 80 countries or 80 stages. Well, uh, I've spoken to uh, over a hundred and 
20 nationalities. I've done, I've spoken in about 20 countries uh, so far. Zoom doesn't count with different yeah. countries. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can. Now you're doing it at a very big scale from being that, that person that was bullied, uh, geek that believed that we are fixed and cannot change things. Now you're doing it at a very big scale. And yeah. what, what determined you to do this and, and show up and speak? Because speaking, it's one of the biggest fears of people in on a stage in front of hundreds, millions of people. Yeah. We spoke about that higher calling. I think when we have gone through a big challenge, a lot of us, we, when we are in personal development, you go through a challenge. And then once you've overcome that and you can see uh, people on the other side of the challenge and you know that they can overcome it. For example, when I starting out, when I see people that are really shy, really geeky, that, that aren't, they feel that they're not popular or et cetera, I know that they can overcome it. I know it deep in my heart to like them, right? I know what beliefs that they have. I know the thing. As soon as when, when you have overcome something and you know it's 100% possible, then, and you see someone with that same challenge, then you're going to want to like, Hey, you know what? It is possible. You want to let them know it's possible. And when you, so that's how it starts out. That's how I started out. I did not believe it was possible. I, I truly believe that people were born persuasive. People were born confident. People were born this way. As soon as I had transformed and I'd read about loads of people that had transformed, loads of very influential people that started out very geeky. And I was like, oh, wow, this person started out like a geek. This person was shy and reserved, this person. And I started to realize, you know what? Anybody can change. Your past doesn't determine who you are. So as soon as I made that determining factor, then I wanted them. It started out just by helping the odd person here and there. Just like we all do, we love helping others. We want to give advice, et cetera. And then I, I suppose it really started when I did my NLP training. I'm an NLP trainer. So neuro-linguistic programming, which is the science of the mind. That's why mind mm -hmm. has come from that. And when I did my NLP training, I'll just give you one example. While I was doing this training and my first training, I had been terrified of snakes my whole life. Like absolutely terrified. I could not look at one on TV. If I saw one on TV, I'd be like, but I, I can't look. Yeah. 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 That's literally what my body would do. I'd get out. Oh, yeah. Now, I went to do my NLP training. We learned the technique. And in 15 minutes, I went from, there is no way in hell that I am ever holding a snake to, hey, look at me. Yeah, I was having a picture with a snake. And I realized how quickly people can transform. How people can go through something for the whole of their life, a belief that they will never be able to do something to doing it. Just like that. And I, I started to understand the power of the mind. And, and as soon as you understand that you feel like you have a duty to help others because the world needs it. We all, I don't know anyone that has no challenges. We all have challenges. It doesn't matter how rich you are, you will have arguments with people. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how, how many friends you are, you have challenges. It doesn't matter. Everyone has challenges. And when I had this toolkit, I was like, I gotta help. I gotta help people. And so I used that toolkit on myself to become more confident on stage to, this is all taught, mm -hmm. developed, constructed. This being able to go on stage and perform is a constructed thing because I said, you know what, that's, I had that image, but when I first started my journey, I'd still go up on stage. I'd still be shy occasionally. I'd still this, I'd still mess up. I'd still care a bit too much. But then I said, you know what, this is what I want to be like. This is who I want to be like. 
And so I said, what do I need to feel? What do I need to be like in order to make this happen? And I, I trained the muscle and made it happen. Yeah. Mm, wow. Um, so many gold nuggets there. <laughs> so many gold nuggets. I hope you guys really paid attention because she really shared a lot of very important factors there. And I really heard you saying also, Munir, how you took those tools that you have learned within NLP, within your coaching, within your personal development, and applied on yourself first. And I think this is yeah. crucial, guys, because what happens, a lot of coaches out there, a lot of people within the personal development, they learn something from a book and they just want or a course and they just want to go right away and help someone straight without embodying those, without applying them on themselves. And what that does, I feel like that creates a disconnection. It creates a disconnection between you and your clients, between you and your audience, because you don't fully believe it's working because you haven't applied on yourself. So this is such an important, crucial step for any coaches, anyone who wants to help someone. Because we heard so many times, people are not going to pay attention to what you say, but they're going to pay attention to what you do. So by applying and creating that change within yourself first, then it's going to become also so much more natural to go and help others and lead others because you know how to lead yourself. So that's I, I love it. I love that you share that. And what would you tell to those people right now? Maybe they are still in a, an adult phase because I know you said when you were young, you were bullied that you were, you're very yes. shy and so on. But I'm sure there are still a lot of adults right now who are still dealing, maybe not necessarily with bullying, but with that belief that this is who I am, this is who I was. And they still don't are able to see on the other side that they can change. What would you tell to those people to, to change their perspective and to give them hope that they can come on the other side as well? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, the imposter syndrome is a real thing, right? We, no matter how many times, like I've transformed a lot of different times in my life. Every once in a while, it'll pop up. Like I'll come up with a new challenge. There's a new challenge that comes to me and I'd be like, oh, but I can't do it. Or I don't know if I can. I don't believe in this. And some positive syndrome is the thing. And, uh, but I, the reason I started with this story is because I, the, my earlier story is because I truly believe that's the starting point of all transformation, right? And it's literally going, actually, I missed out one, one key part is your why. For me, I had been, when I had come home from school crying that one time, I had a really deep desire to change. And now whenever I do want to massively transform, I'll give you an example. And I love that you talked about how coaches should really embody this. If you want to help others in an airplane, what do they tell you? Put on your oxygen mask first. To help others, because otherwise you're not you're not going to be much use to anybody. You've got to help yourself before you help others. And I learned a number of techniques, and I managed to change many different areas of my life, but not everything. I was smoking at one point in time, vaping, right? And I was like, okay, I knew techniques to help people quit vaping, but I just didn't feel like I didn't want to go and advertise it because I was vaping myself. And I was like, okay, I. And then one day I just sat down and I said, okay, who do I really want to be? And I said, I want to be a transformational person that really inspires others to do this. Okay. Why is like, why is it important that I, I quit vaping? Because if I don't, mm -hmm. I lose my reputation. I, I looked down a number of reasons as to why this was important. Now inside, I think a big part of my head was coming up with all the excuses. Oh, all your friends do it. Or what if you, you can't even go for a couple of days without it or this or that, like all that, that, that negative talk that, but what if you do this? Oh, <laughs> Nonetheless, I got very clear. Why was, why is this goal extremely important for you? What will it allow you to do? So I got really clear, wrote down all those, all those things. 
And there's a crazy thing when something is extremely important, you're still here. How do I say it? Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is taking action despite the fear. And progress is not the absence of limiting beliefs. It's pushing through those limiting beliefs. I get it. There, there's going to be limiting beliefs for all of us. I have lots of limiting beliefs every once in a while, but I, yeah, I push through them. And I'm going to, I can talk you through a couple of techniques to enable people to push through those limiting beliefs. But the first part was, what do you want? Second part is why, like, why do you want it? And then you start to take action, getting clear on what those limiting beliefs are and then challenging them. And mm-hmm. I, I can give you a couple of tips on that. Would um, you like to share some of those techniques that people can take on and, and apply in their lives to become aware and let go, eliminate the, the limited beliefs? Okay, cool. I think the first part is understanding how we think, like what is, what makes up our thoughts. So essentially we think in a, a couple of different ways. One is we start to visualize things and we move toward those pictures that we visualize. And that's why I said getting clear on what it is that you want, that, that image of success is one part. This second part is what are we seeing to ourselves? Now. This is where a lot of personal development people in the self-help industry tells you, hey, you should use affirmations and I'm strong and I'm beautiful and by golly, people love me kind of thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Affirmations don't work. Now, that's a bold statement, but I'm gonna I'm I'm going to I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. Do you like karaoke by any chance? I do. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> My, my friends about four years ago, they took me to a karaoke play, right? It my, my, yeah, four years ago, yeah, four years, before COVID. They take me to a karaoke play and we go into this room. There's a big screen in front. It's like a kind of private room, but there's a group of us. And my friend goes, my friend Tony says, okay, Renee, it's your birthday. You go first. So I'm like, okay, I take the mic. And I start scrolling through this long list of songs and I'm like, it's a long list. So I'm like, and everyone's looking at me like, okay, look, just hurry up. Just pick something. So I picked the first one that I could see, which is Bon Jovi living on a prayer. You know the song? Oh, yeah. All right. It's really bad. Okay. <laughs> so my, my friend Tony is also, oh my God, I'm on here. I'm on my favorite songs. And I'm like, Tony, I got you. So grab the mic and. It's my birthday. In the words the 50 cent, I'm a party like it's my birthday. So I grab the mic and I'm like, wow, <laughs> going for it, right? Going all in. Halfway through the song, my friend Tony just like, in the middle of the song. And I'm like, Tony, what? He goes, Monier, who sings this song? And I, I pull for it. Like I go, yeah, Bon Jovi. And he snapped. Just the mic for me, and he says, Munir, let's just keep Bon Jovi singing it. Do you leave it alone? Cried myself to sleep for three days. <laughs> but, like, I tell you this story because here's the thing it was one of his favorite songs. I had the exact same words that he loved, I had the exact same music that he loved. So, what took it from an amazing experience to a crappy experience for him? Let me ask you this. What took it? What took it from an amazing experience in terms of one of the songs that he loves to a really crappy experience? What was the difference? Your voice, your energy. <laughs> wow. Do not be fair on this call. Uh, yeah. 100% my, it's my delivery, my delivery, mm-hmm. the way I said it. I said the exact same word that he loved, but it took it from an experience that made him happy to an experience that made him sad. And the challenge is so many people believe in, oh, if I just say the right thing, mm-hmm. exactly coach saying delivery, 100%. If I just say, okay, I'm strong. But what happens is so many people go out and go out on a stage and they go, I'm confident. Okay, be confident. And the way they say it 
the brain doesn't even want to believe it. It's not, not what you say. It's how you say it. So when we talk about our thoughts, how we say things in our mind has a real effect on how we think. And, and I, can, I guarantee you, ask anyone, and I'm guessing you've had some negative thoughts in your life that have made you feel bad. I'm guessing that, right? We are wired in that way. So we have to rewire ourselves to go yeah. from focusing and thinking negative into a more positive. And what is rewiring? And here, this is what, this is the secret to rewiring. When people think negative thoughts, right? That make them feel bad. I guarantee you, it's not a whisper. It's not a, okay, you're such an idiot. How, why, how did you do that again? No, that voice is, you're such an idiot. Why the hell did you do that again? What the hell is wrong with you? That voice is stronger than those, that affirmation voice. The voice strength tells your mind what to think of and what to believe. So if your negative voice is stronger than the positive voice, guess which one's going to win, right? Okay. So there's, yeah, a lot of people go, okay, you know, um, why are you such a idiot? And then they go, okay, you know, and everything positive and they go, okay, I am strong. I am powerful. <laughs> and which one's stronger, that negative voice? But I'm going to ask you to think of a, a thought that has made you feel bad in the past, right? And think of that voice that it was sending, the strength of that voice. And now do this. Turn that voice into a Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> and now a thought that had upset you, that had made you feel bad with so many years in your life, all of a sudden is putting a smile on your face, is making you laugh. And it seems like a silly, trivial thing. If you're making the voice silly, what is said within that voice becomes a silly thought. And you stop. And so that is very... So, so when we talk about controlling our thoughts versus our thoughts controlling us, this is taking control. It's, so it's not just about so when I say affirmations don't work, I'm, affirmations work if you say them the right way, because it's not just about what you say, it's about how you say it. And so when we take control of our thoughts, taking those negative thoughts, the reality is we may always have this voice. It's not getting rid of the voice. It's taking control of the voice and making the negative voice silly so that we just go, yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And love it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, taking that negative voice, making being silly, taking that positive point and really giving it power. Really going, I'm like when you say I am confident, you stand confidently going and, and say, I am confident. And when you say it with strength, you start to really feel it. So And it's also like, using your whole body. It's not just with the voice, but it's the whole body, the whole expression. This is where we engage all of it. You 100% hit the nail on the head. I mentioned there's three parts to thinking. There's the, what we, what we visualize, what we say to ourselves, and then what we feel. And what we feel is based on how our body moves. And so that, that's 100%. I've never seen a sad person stand like this. I've never seen a happy person be like this. Close their body, put their head down, and move very slowly. I've never seen a happy person do that. Yeah. And we think well, our emotions create our physiology. <laughs> but our physiology creates our emotions. There's a great talk out there, a TED talk by uh, a, lady, uh, a lady named uh, Amy Cuddy from Harvard University. And she showed that just by standing in this, this is what's called a champion pose, or you've got the Wonder Woman um, yeah, or a yeah. And you do that for five minutes, and it's been, it's been proven to reduce your 
cortisol, your stress hormone by 20% and increase your healthy hormone. So when someone says, I don't have confidence, first of all, nobody has confidence. No, it's not something I can put in my pocket or you can buy from the shop. We think confidence. And it's a process and a process can be learned. And I can show anybody in just five minutes how to reduce stress and increase confidence. Just, yes, and just hold on. And I also have learned that from all, from these three that you just shared, which is uh, what we visualize, what we think, what we say, and what we feel, the fastest way to change your disposition, to change your mood, to activate a certain uh, feeling like the confidence, for example, it's yes. through your body, through standing in a certain way. That's the fastest way to change it. It's a couple of things. You can, it's, I, I spoke about them individually, but why have the ingredients separately? Why not make it into, into a salad, right? And what you could do is literally just the fastest thing that you can do to break someone out of something is just snap out of it. That's why we say snap out of it. It's a, it's called pattern interrupt. Snap out of it, stand strong, and then say something powerful in a strong pose. And then you are stacking. So these are things that you can stack on top of each other. Um, yes. Yeah. So 100%. By the way, that's to your point. One of the simplest ways to help somebody that's very sad and, and depressed and they're like, oh, woe is me, is just saying, hey, look, come with me. Let's go for a walk, walk and talk. If you have no experience in helping people whatsoever, by getting someone removing, while by getting them walking, you're changing their physiology and therefore you're changing their emotions. That's it. Yeah. So I heard you. It can be very powerful. Oh, yes. Our mind is just incredibly powerful. If we learn how to utilize it ourselves and not let it use us. <laughs> and I heard you saying a lot of different things, but one really important factor that stood out for me is First and foremost, anyone can change. Anyone. It doesn't matter where you're at in your life, what you're doing. Anyone can change. But you have to get clear on why do you want to create that change, no matter what it is. And you gave the example with the vape. And getting super clear on why that change is important for you in this time in your life. Like, Stop waiting, stop procrastinating that, oh, you might do it in a few weeks on Monday. You know how so many people are saying, I'm going to start working out on Monday. Now get super clear on why you want to create that change today and why it's important for you. So that's a super important uh, factor. And then what we tell ourselves and then taking action. And that action is going to look different for each and every person. And you gave a few different examples for some people can be just, okay, now I just became aware and that was by action. I just became aware of that thought and I'm releasing yeah. it and that's it. But for some people, it's actually taking the physical action. Mm -hmm. So it's getting clear on what action it's, it's for you in that moment because it's gonna look different every single time based on the change you are looking to create. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, yeah. I think you've summarized it really well. You had a great point in that. <laughs> I'm just going to say something I don't want to be about. Yeah. Look, it's, it's why I know. Yeah. That's, that's what I remember now. I just wanted to touch on that why reason, right? Look, there are always obstacles for any single task that you want to overtake that you want to undertake. What gets people results is when your reason is bigger than your obstacles. Mm. Here's what I mean, right? When your reason is bigger than your obstacles. For example, if, if I, I asked, I asked this to a lot of people, right? If I say, look, go down the street, there's a, a house over there, it's open, there's a, there's a couple of bits of uh, broken gla glass and everything. Go upstairs and there's a one dollar note lying there, and they'll go, yeah, uh, no, I just can't be asked. There, there, there are too many obstacles in the way. But if I say to that, look, your loved one 
is at the top of a building that's a hundred flights up. There is fires, there's things, there's broken glass, the lift isn't working, there's electrical wires hanging, all sorts of things. They'll go. <laughs> Even though the obs there are bigger obstacles, there are much more difficult obstacles, they will make it happen because their reason is higher. They're, they're, they'll make it happen. Oh, I, uh, do you like theme parks by any chance? If I like, like what? Theme parks, like amusement parks, like uh, yeah. roller coasters. I love roller okay. coasters. <laughs> I went to, so Warner Brothers, we have Warner Brothers in Abu Dhabi. It's a theme park close to where I live. And I went with my daughter one day when she was a bit younger. And uh, so I'm walking through the theme park and I come up to this sort of T-junction and I can go so I'm walking this way, I can go left or I can go straight, and I get a phone call. I get a phone call and I'm, I speak to this guy, I'm like, listen, I'm at theme park, I can't talk right now, let me call you back later. Okay, cool, put the phone down, I look down, I'm like, Sarah, Sarah, shoot, go. Now, I can go straight and look for her, I can go this way, I can go this way. I obviously, I go everywhere. I'm like, I, don't, I, don't. I go this way, I come back. I go this way, I come back. I go this way, I come back. Because I can't find her. Now, do you think I gave up? No, of course not. No. If, if I, yeah. If I gave up, I would not be here today. <laughs> so I go, but I go again. I tried the first excuse. I tried everything. Mm. Right? But I tried it again, and now I'm shouting louder. Normally, the excuse, especially when I'm in public, is what will people think? Mm -hmm. I didn't, in that moment, uh, something, a valid reason of why I would never shout in public is gone. Mm -hmm. What would people think? I'm shouting at the top of my voice, Sana, Sana, am I like, I don't care if I'm upsetting anyone, if I'm spoiling anyone's experience, I, what people will think of me, all of that's gone. I have one very clear focus. So I go this way, I'm like, Sana, Sana, I do this about eight times. I, I have tried everything. I have tried it multiple times. Do you think I gave up? No. Whoa. And yet, in, and I'm guilty. In life, I have not done things because there are times where I've thought, what will people think? There are times mm -hmm. in my life where I've thought I've tried it before. There are times where in my life where I've gone, I, I tried that multiple times and it didn't work. Why? I'm not going to try it again. I, I have stopped multiple things because of all of those excuses. But in this moment, I'm... I kept at it until I got a result because my why was higher than my obstacles, than my reasons. And sometimes in life, that's why I, that's one of the things with if I'm working with someone, I, I get, I spend a lot of time to say, to build up that why, because if the why is strong enough, it will anyhow. Yes. Oh. So, such a beautiful story and I love how you you gave this real life example because it's really going to help people see themselves into it. Like I was able to see myself into it and it's so true that when we have this big reason, big why, you put behind all your excuses, all the reasoning on why you cannot do it. Oh, this was so amazing and so beautiful. And we are coming up to the top of the hour. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Before we finish this episode, Munir, if there is one thing for people that you want to let them with, one thing that people still maybe are in their mind thinking, I'm not able to do it. I don't believe it's possible for me. It's possible for you, but not for me. What is one thing you would tell them right now? Your past doesn't determine your future. Whatever you've done in the past, the best thing about the past is it's over, as uh, my mentor, Dr. Richard Bandler says. And we'll, 
We like to find examples of people that are better than us, that we compare ourselves to an Elon Musk or some, someone that's completely out of our league. But let me ask, and the, the, the question that you always got to ask, is there someone with less ability than you that has had the result that you want to have? No. And we can always find that. There's so many times that we can find it. There's, I guarantee you that there's a person that you thought, oh, this person would never make it. And then you're like, oh, wow. There's people out there that I've interviewed a number of people that are quadriplegic and they have no arms and no legs and they have achieved so much more than the excuses that I've given myself. And so don't look at people that are out of the league. Just look at someone and ask yourself, is there a person with less ability than you that has achieved? And you will always find that answer because now we're just, you get it, it, it's all about where we focus. Shift. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So here, here so, you would say, um, yeah, and that's, and then, yeah, here you would say, Munir, that it's not a matter of abilities if you can do it or not. It's a matter of your desire, of your yeah. why, of your reasoning. It's not a matter of the abilities because the abilities yeah. can be developed. The abilities, a lot of times, are skills to be developed. That's what it is. It's not that you are not as smart as other people and that you cannot do it. Yeah, 100%. We are built to, to make mistakes as well. We are built to make mistakes until we get things right. And no one on this call has ever, was ever born walking. You yeah. fell and could stand until you could walk, until you could run. And in life, don't expect a overnight success. I have messed up in every aspect of my life and it's okay until you succeed. Yes, so, it's normalizing the mistakes because they're not failures. They're just mistakes as long as you learn from them. So normalizing that in your life and truly believe that anything and everything is possible. I love telling people that because I, I truly believe it, that anything and everything is possible for each and every one of you. And thank you, Renier, so much for coming in, for pouring with your wisdom, with your mind hacks over us. I'm sure the audience is going to take so many things on and make sure you apply them in your life. Because remember, one of the steps that Munir shared with us, it's action. So in order to see the change and the results in your lives, you do need to take the action as well. As, as fun as it is to stay and visualize and meditate and learn about these things, they're only going to help you until a certain point. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you for coming, everyone. And do not forget that I love you, I appreciate you, and I believe in you. Thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Changemakers Podcast. To stay connected and help us reach more people like you, please subscribe, follow, and leave a comment. Join our community of spiritual changemakers on social media to connect with like-minded individuals and continue the conversation. Remember, the power to create positive change is within you. Keep showing up as your best self and let's keep the magic of change alive. Until next time.